carbon emissions. Do you know the risks and the opportunities for dairy? Hello and welcome to Dairy Pod. I'm Madison Langley from Dairy Australia. In this podcast episode, Dairy Australia's policy lead, natural resource management, Megan Hill, and regional climate adaptation lead, Cathy Ashby, along with Jane Stokes, Dairy Taz, regional climate adaptation lead, discuss the growing need for the dairy industry to reduce on-farm carbon emissions. The discussion covers the market drivers behind carbon emission reduction targets for dairy, the imperative to be proactive as an industry, as well as what information, tools and resources are available for Australian dairy farmers today to help better understand how to identify strategies to reduce on-farm emissions and do so profitably. In this episode, we're going to cover the essentials of what you need to know about carbon emissions on your farm, industry targets and drivers for change, and how you can work out what's best for your business. But first, can you both please tell us a little about yourselves, starting with you, Megan. Yep. Hi, everyone. I'm Megan Hill. I'm Policy Lead for Natural Resources Management Policy at um, Dairy Australia, based in Melbourne. So I work on all the environmental policy and programs including government policy, regulation and funding opportunities. So I work as part of a collaborative climate team within DA, which ensures that we can understand the Australian global context for climate change, and then we can work on some suitable programs and extension for our farmers. Thanks, Megan. And what about you, Cathy? I am the Regional Climate Adaptation Lead for South Australia and Western Australia. So I work across both of the regions alongside the teams working in the extension and development space. And a lot of my role focuses on supporting farmers with basic adaptation and understanding their carbon emissions. Thanks, Cathy. So, Megan, as a dairy farmer, why should I care about my on-farm emissions? There's various reasons why we have a sustainability target. Um, the main one is that um, the agriculture does produce emissions. We are part of the problem and we do need to be part of the solution. And by having a, a target of our own, we can have ownership of how we're part of that solution. So we can keep ahead of regulation because we are already working really hard on this problem. So that's really um, helpful for us in terms of you know ensuring that um, we can develop programs that actually suit dairy and not have things imposed on us from others. Mostly, we have these targets because we want to stay ahead of regulation. So by committing to these targets, we can control our own narrative and avoid the imposition of legislation, which is going to try and make the change for us. So doing nothing in this space, that's a significant risk for dairy farms. We are potentially going to be told what to do if we don't do something ourselves, essentially. So we do have this emissions intensity target um, underneath the framework, and that's that's an industry-wide target. That's not something that's ever going to be imposed on individual farms, but it's something that is um, is industry-wide. And again, it's the one that we need to play all play a part in. One point that I was going to make here is that um, each year Australia Dairy publishes scorecards to show our progress towards um, the targets in the sustainability framework. Um, and this assures our markets of our progress as an industry, but it also um, seeks to positively reinforce that we take our environmental position seriously and that we're accountable for our actions. And I think that's a really important point that we need to make. Mm. Thanks, Megan and Cathy. So there's obviously a lot to consider in this space. What can our farmers do today? 
So I think a really critical point for our farmers is to understand that while there's a lot of things that are outside of our control, the one thing you can control is your own enterprise and your own emissions on farms. So um, I guess to support the industry as a whole, you as farmers can start profiling your own emissions baseline. Um, and then that information can then be feeding up so then we have a, a body of evidence, I guess, as an industry to represent how we're tracking in terms of our emissions. So I think um, for a lot of people it's it's sort of just why would I even bother? And one of the stories we need to tell is um, a story of progress. So we need to be able to show that we have started at a benchmark. So the sooner you can understand your own emission baseline and know where you're situated, then you can start moving or making small incremental um, changes to show, and then you have that evidence from that baseline to show what that change is doing mm. overall. But also the baseline can help you show the change that you've made, but it can also help you decide on what changes to make as well. So if you do a baseline and it identifies that you're particularly high in one area where perhaps your your neighbouring farms might not be to that level, then you you know you can identify that as an area where you might be able to make some changes. And then you know it might be your low hanging fruit, so to speak, that you can make sort of quick and easy wins by changing things by doing that benchmarking against your neighbours too. So it's a really useful um, a useful tool to have. Absolutely. And I think um, we know there was a study, um, and it was a survey done recently, and um, inadvertently it showed that over the last few years, farmers through production efficiency gains alone have been steadily um, reducing their carbon emissions. So what's probably happening behind the scenes is people are improving the use of their inputs, they're creating efficiencies, they're producing more milk from less cows. Mm. But if we're not capturing that information now, then we can't show the progress that we're making. So I guess, um, you know, inadvertently through making more money and profiting and creating um, more product, we're also getting gains in emissions reduction. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think the energy efficiency side is a really good example of that as well. It's something that everyone's aware of, obviously, because electricity is so expensive at the moment and gas is through the roof. So um, people are already looking at their energy efficiency, but that's actually 6% on average of your on-farm emissions profile. So if you're also improving your energy efficiency and reducing your energy use on farm, you're also by default also reducing your emissions. So um, it's a real win-win situation there where you can save money by saving electricity and also save emissions. And if we don't have any baseline data to see where you started with, we can't really say how far you've gone or we can't really count those gains. One thing I often think about with this, Megan, is it's a bit like a, a weight loss journey um, and that's the analogy I often roll out to people is, you know, you, you see these before and after photos of people who've lost 50 kilos and you think if you saw them down the street, you wouldn't know what achievements I've made and unless you've seen that before photo. And I guess for us doing our baseline now, that's that's really the before photo, isn't it, in terms of reducing our emissions overall as an industry. Yeah, well, that's it exactly. I mean, we sort of know that our um, farmers are pretty efficient in their their they you know they don't waste a lot of money in their processes on farm, but we don't know how efficient and we don't know where we're starting at. And if we don't know where we're starting at, from my point of view, as someone that works in policy and also helps do programs, it's really difficult for us to make the case for 
uh, doing our own thing and developing our own programs when we haven't got any data to, as evidence to show where we're at. So at the moment, we know that roughly about 20% of Australian dairy farmers have done their own emissions baseline, and that might have been done through the Australian Dairy Carbon Calculator or through DFMP or one of our other programs, Dairy Base. Um, so while we know that only a fifth of farms know their emissions baseline, uh, Dairy Australia surveys highlighted that almost all dairy farms are already undertaking activities and farm practices that are inadvertently reducing their greenhouse gas emissions intensity. So I guess the point here is we need to capture this data in a quantifiable way um, because it's the old knowledge is power, but evidence is everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, you, you've, you've got a lot of farmers who are already doing so much on farm that is contributing to reducing their footprint and, as I said, increasing their on-farm efficiency, but we can't report on it, we can't use it um, to, to develop any new programs if we don't know what it is. So as a dairy farmer, if I'm now thinking, okay, well, I'm going to give this a crack and work out what my carbon footprint number is, how do I go about working out my baseline? So we've got this fabulous tool called the Australian Dairy Carbon Calculator. Um, and this tool's been around for a long time. It's actually in its fifth edition, if you believe it. It's been around for nearly, I think, 10 years. Mm. Um, they've been working, beavering away. There's a lot of investment that's gone into the production of this tool um, through Dairy Australia's levy, but also through um, work with the Tassie Institute of Ag and a lot of support from government departments as well. Um, so this calculator, I mean, it's it's the, the number one tool. It's loaded on our website and we'll pop the link in the show notes. Um, but this tool is the easiest and most accurate way that a dairy farmer can baseline their own emissions on farm. So what does it actually look like? Uh, it's not a fancy app and it's not a website where you have to log in and create a password and something that you'll forget down the track. It's it's a spreadsheet, basically. Um, it's got a nice interface, so it makes it pretty easy to understand and there's a swag full of little helpful tips and pop-ups that help you um, interpret what you need to include. But but at the crux of it, it is a spreadsheet. Um, but that spreadsheet, I guess that represents 15 years' worth of science and data and expertise and investment that's gone into that. Um, it meets the international standards, and that's a really important point for farmers to understand, is um, in terms of emission intensity, you need to be able to identify that for your fat and protein-corrected milk. Um, and this calculator is the tool that can do that. Um, and this information will be critical when we're further feeding up um, our baseline data to the supply chain in future years. The other beauty of the calculator is you also have the ability to go back and compare data from previous years. And if you've been a dairy base user or gone through Dairy Farm Monitor Project over previous years, then inadvertently you've also been measuring your baseline emissions um, because the methodology is the same at the back end. And that's a really important piece of work that's happened. So by ensuring that everyone is using the same calculator, what we're also doing is creating a nationally consistent baseline because it develops a body of evidence that we can use to design our future programs for or advocate for funding for and, and ensures that we are meeting dairy farmers' needs because it's accurate information that's going in. I suppose as well, another point there that's worth noting is that once we have sort of a critical mass of farmers having calculated their baseline and we've um, we've combined all of that data together, 
then you'll be able to compare against national uh, national levels. So you'll be able to do a little bit of benchmarking on your own farm, be able to use your own private results from the uh, the calculator, and you'll be able to compare that against the basically the database of everybody else's de-identified results and sort of see where you stand. So you'll be able to know if you're tracking well against, you know, comparative farms that have used the same tool. So you're comparing apples with apples. And that will, I think, help farmers to be able to work out, you know, where they're at, what they might want to do next, or, um, you know, sort of the actions and priority areas to take as well. So I think the data that we're going to get um, from, from this tool is going to be so useful for individual farms, but also as Kathy said, for sort of a broader policy and program development point of view as well. And it will all be um, de-identified. So there'll be, there's no sort of, um, no, not the not the huge privacy concerns there, I suppose, as well. Um, it'll be um, just as used as a broad data set. So what I'm hearing is that this is an evolving space and Dairy Australia is working hard to keep our farmers' interests in, in mind. Um, Kathy, You've got a, a, a pilot happening in Western Australia with the calculator. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Yeah, so over the next few months, I'll be working alongside a couple of local consultants, Sarah Lang and Steve Hosson, and um, we'll be getting in touch with all the farmers over there to schedule up um, a time to, to meet with them and go through the process of doing their baseline. What we're also going to be testing is um, small group uh, workshops with um, supporting farmers to do the the baseline um, and I guess that's the whole point of a pilot you know is to test and see what works and what doesn't work and what can we learn because we recognise that we need to support obviously the whole industry across all of Australia um, but we need to start somewhere with our extension and, and support tools so it, it, unfortunately they're um, they're lucky in that they're going to be first in Western Australia but they're also the guinea pigs so um, we appreciate their, their patience in supporting us in that process. That sounds great Cathy. So if I wanted to go in and, and have a look at the spreadsheet, have a play and uh, work out my baseline for myself and for my own interests, what happens next? So the process itself, I mean, it depends how good you are with your record keeping, but I think an average farmer will take maybe three to four hours to, to enter in the data. And the information you need is really basic stuff around your livestock numbers, your sales, uh, feed inputs, fertiliser purchases, um, how you manage your effluent uh, and that sort of level of information. Um, once you've entered all in, you kind of, you, it is a spreadsheet, so you do get some numbers at the end, but it gives you a breakdown and a lovely graph as well. And the bit of that is you can start to compare how you're situated with the rest of the industry, um, which is a key point. Um, once you've done that, I mean, it's an opportunity then to sit back and go, okay, well, in what areas can I start to think about what are the low cost or say no cost tweaks that I can do to my system to, to improve my emissions um, intensity and might be able to do some savings through things like energy efficiency or fertiliser inputs. Um, and as we mentioned before, one of the really um, key things that we're already finding is that through, you know, efficient production and and absolutely maximizing your productivity yet you're already reducing your emissions overall because you're gaining as much milk possible from from your inputs i'm going to assume as well kathy that once you've um been through the calculator and once you sort of see the data that you're you know you're going to require 
when you need to update this over time. It's going to be quicker next time because you'll have, you know, you'll have that experience and you'll be easier to have that data on hand. Absolutely. It's a bit like doing your tax, you know, when you're fresh out of school or got your first job and you're trying to do your tax return, you don't really know what to do. And then years to come, you kind of smash it out in half an hour. So um, I guess, and that's the thing. And um, by maintaining your records and knowing what information you need to gather when you are going to do your next baseline, I guess that's um, that's a key key thing to remember as well. So I think the one of the big wins out of all of this is not only going to be sort of um, the ability for farmers to make a really good decision on farm about what you would like to do based on your data on your farm using your tool, which and then you'll be able to compare against your neighbours if you want or against the whole body of, of data as well. But we'll be able to use that um, at DA when we have um, this sort of critical mass of data to pinpoint and provide area-specific learning and development programs. So we might find that different regions have different um, have different needs in terms of emissions reduction or different, you know, different opportunities where they might be able to reduce their emissions differently based on different farming conditions. Um, you know, we'll be able to capitalise on any opportunities to test and track new technologies as they emerge. Um, Governments are often looking for participants in trials and pilots to test out new things. And if we've got the data to show where we're at, that will really help us in a case to participate in some of these projects, which is fantastic. Um, and most importantly, we can use this to further leverage external funding to further progress the industry. One of the key things, I think, is that there is a lot of movement on climate at the moment. Governments are really fishing around the things to do. They want to do things. They've got targets. They need to implement the targets. And they're not necessarily always sure what to do in various industries. So for, for the dairy industry, we can use this data to leverage some of this funding and that will help us implement the programs that we're developing and will develop for you based on your need. So I think there's a lot of wins from this um, and it's really worth your time to participate. Thanks. And thanks for um, having this chat with us today. Um, I guess what I've heard from our discussion is that there are a number of things that farmers can do today rather than waiting for the silver bullets that are being developed in the background. But um, and those small incremental changes not only help with your business efficiencies and your bottom line, um, but they do actually add up and result in measurable reductions in your in your emissions. So yeah, get your baseline worked out. What you you can't manage what you don't measure. So find out what your number is, and then you've got a place to start from. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Thanks. You can find out more about how Dairy Australia is helping manage climate and the environment on farm and access the Australian Dairy Carbon Calculator at www.dairyaustralia.com.au forward slash climate and environment. We have also placed the link in the episode notes. We hope you have enjoyed this Dairy Pod podcast and if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can get in touch by emailing dairypod at dairyaustralia.com.au. Thank you for listening and bye for now.